We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, but today doesn't feel that way. We are divided in more ways than one, and the media and the powers that be all have their own agenda. The people of this great nation no longer care about the truth, they only care about the side they are on. At Poor360, I am trying to change that. We're bringing you the facts and history so we can all learn something and make our own decisions. Tune in every Tuesday to be a part of that journey. What on earth is that? It's a Journey into Comics Network production! Went forward in time to view alternate futures, to see all the possible outcomes of the coming conflict. How many did you see? 14,605. How many did we win? Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Journey Into Comics, the podcast that's dedicated to everything nerd. With your host, the podfather himself, Nate Phillips, and introducing his new co-host, Tyler McLaughlin. You should have gone for the head. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of Journey Into Comics. It's Journey Into Comics 293. I am your host, Nate, today, joining me back yet again, the Savage One. He is so invisible, his motions are nearly imperceptible, folks. <laughs> he is not a thesaurus. Welcome back to the show yet again. Tyler, how uh, you doing, my dude? I, I mean, I gotta, I gotta be honest. Like, I don't, I don't want to spend, like, 15 or 20 minutes talking about the coronavirus today. Um... <laughs> Fair point. Like, just not like, like, I I don't know. I like my good friend Annie and I were talking about it uh, earlier today, and it's like I just don't. At this point, right now, I don't know what to believe. There's so much misinformation. There's, there's the the like, um, like all the New York drama, and like you know, let's exclude the Trump shit. 100% and it's still like just this gaggled ball of no one knows what the fuck is going on the information coming out of China is not accurate or it might be accurate we just don't fucking know like at all um, yeah there's no way to really tell what's real and what's not in that world unfortunately like, we've got people we've got people like protesting the stay at home orders which I think is wrong, but are they actually wrong? Like, I don't know. There's hospitals all over the nation that are sending workers home because there's not enough patients. And it's like, okay. The outbreak just hasn't hit them hard yet. But, like, I. I, I well, I, and hopefully it doesn't hit them yeah. hard, you know? I just don't know what. That's I, the I just don't hope. know what to believe. No, and I think I think that's that's a, uh, honestly it is a very humble way to look at it. You're not coming out here going, I know for a fact X or I know for a fact Y. Right. A lot of this is misinformation and uncertainty, and it's like if we talk about real world shit for just a minute on this show, you've had, I mean, we've had is the death number in China as low as they're reporting, or is it in the millions like some people are claiming? You know, uh, will will Wuhan have the second outbreak of this as predicted, or is that a lie? 
Um, my favorite recent 24-hour is it real, is it not news has been the stuff on Kim Jong-un. North Korea's yeah. leader, Kim Jong-un. Yeah, because that is, uh, if real, very shocking. Like, I think it would be a pretty historic moment in our global history as a, as a species that something like this happened where a, a national leader in the kind of early prime of his beginnings gets wiped out by a botched surgery. That's insane to think about, but it's like, is that the worst thing that could have happened? No. But also maybe yes. And then when you think about it like that, it's like, yeah, or yes, because now instead of him molding somebody that one day will take power and have an ideology, you have all these people that believed in him and that bullshit that can still propagate these lies and keep the propaganda and oppress their people. And I think I even said it in the group chat, if that's if this news is real, you know, let's hope that North Korea can find a leader who can stop the oppression of those people and allow for more global unity in a real manner because it's like one peninsula that's cut off from the entire rest of the world for only reasons that they know and understand and that have nothing to do with us other than keeping up their image of what what they think is going on. Well, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, like imagine what would happen if Korea united under one flag instead of two. Like that... It would be a game changer. If you want to, if you want to talk about things that are progressive and actually making like strides towards becoming better people, like the unification of that country would, I mean, that would be like the biggest first step that we could take. You know, and obviously there's yeah. going to be there's going to be uh, interference from China, like there always has been. China has a has an incentive for North Korea to stay the way that it is. Um, it's just so much going on. The, the I mean, oil's basically free now. Um, it actually they will they 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 will pay you to take the oil. That's how cheap it is. Yeah, essentially, that's crazy. Like, this is the perfect opportunity for us to not be controlled by fossil fuels here here we have we have now reached the time where it's like okay we have incentive to spend money on safe nuclear and for anyone that heard that and immediately said that guy's an idiot it exists do the research we talked about it on poor 360 not not super great for my part but like safe nuclear nuclear is there um i don't know let's let's invest that money that we're losing in oil right now in alternative fuels like i don't know i i just i wanted to play in the at the park with my kid this summer and it's like you know we've talked about like every week since this whole quarantine started like how are you holding up and it's like well now now i'm starting to like get agitated because it's like i can go outside and do yard work and i can you know we can play outside for a little bit but it's like we can't go anywhere and do anything i want to go do something so. Yeah, that that is very difficult in all of this is the the want to do things and the need to have something that's not the monotony of being inside your walls all the time. It is difficult. 
you know, I took up Pokemon Go again for a couple reasons. Ollie wanted to be a part of playing it, and that's cool and all, and we had been having fun with it. But, like, also, hey, I'm going to go drive for five miles with the windows down and hit up 25 Pokestops, and I'll be back. I'll see you soon. Get in the car, hit some music up. You know, if it's it's still been pretty chilly up here, so it's not been, like, fucking 80 degrees and gorgeous. We're still, like, 52 degrees here today or some shit, you know. But, like, I, I get where everybody's coming from about wanting to leave your house, but also the more people that have that, that brazen, like, I don't give a fuck, I'm going to go outside, and I am going to go to the park. You're doing a good job of not buying into those urges and and that's difficult you do these people that are protesting and things of that nature and they are all really showing their cards because yeah you want change but now all the all the shit you've bitched at other people for like you know standing for the flag or whatever all these different things you look really foolish because now you're crying because you can't get your hair cut and I don't know. I just think that uh, now, you said it best. Now is the time for us to get off of the way life was. Maybe get our economy to change its entire infrastructure. I know that's an impossible thing in some people's minds, but it is possible. Um, and hope that you know we can move to a world where whatever is coming in this future with is coronavirus going to be a thing we deal with every season or whatever, whether or not that's true. I would just want us to all be able to be alive and like still have our lives in some fashion. You know, I think that's the part that's scary is like, what is life going to be after all this is done? Will we ever have network meetings or gatherings again, or be able to hang out with more than one of us hanging out in the group at a time or whatever? Who knows? fucked up i hate it yep but hate it let's move on to some let's let's move on to some positive shit we've only spent about eight minutes on this shit so we don't got to sit here and spin our tires all day i don't think uh do you want to cover some news stuff first or do we want to get back into this amazing book we've been reading let's do let's do the spider-man book first and then finish on the new stuff okay i like that i like that so uh I'm actually going to read the inner panel from the second book because it just perfectly sums up the last issue for us. Uh, Peter Parker was Spider-Man. He protected New York City and everyone in it. When a robotic monstrosity with a hidden human face, cadaverous, attacked, Spider-Man had no choice but to confront him and his quote-unquote children. The hulking cyborg called for Spider-Man by name, and it was his responsibility Spider-Man saved the city, but not before Cadaverous killed his wife, Mary Jane. Years later, Peter and MJ's now teenage son, Ben, began having some inexplicable problems. First, a bully he only meant to push off another student flew through a door. Ben got detention and was chastised by his absentee father, now in town for a layover, just long enough to tell Ben that trying to help makes things worse. The one bright spot in the day was a girl in detention, Faye Ito. That night, Ben awoke from a nightmare to find himself stuck to a ceiling. His great Aunt May helped him down and pointed him to a box in the attic, which Ben had no idea contained the red and blue suit of Spider-Man. That's where we left off last time, T.Y. And um, 
after listening back to the episode, rereading issue one again, I love your take on Aunt May walking away under the pictures, under the no the notes, no under the floorboard. You know, as because she's leaving, she's not in. She's not standing over his shoulder, telling him what the fuck he's looking for. Right. She's getting the fuck out of there. He's gonna have his own experience and everything. And uh, let's just jump right in. Let's talk about book two before we. Uh, cover the ground of what happens within this book. What did you think? Um, you know, not as as controversial, or not a, controversial is not the word, but not as like a uh, shock and awe type book. It's a little bit more standard, I would say. Um, you know, typical, more so typical Spider-Man uh, story here in in book two. I really liked the stuff where it was focusing on Peter by himself, uh, kind of in his, his, like, obviously there's not a lot of dialogue associated with him, but, like, just the, the things shot from his perspective or drawn from his perspective, I really appreciated that. Lots of Faye Ito here in this issue. A lot of, uh, giving you a lot of, um, man, um, Gwen Stacy vibes. That's what I got. Yes, very much so. Uh, she's almost the like, hey man, you know, like one. Okay, so so to just break down the book a little bit, when we when we left Spidey the or we left Ben the last time, he's just uncovering the spider suit, and he's like, you know, what the fuck? Uh, my dad, I guess, is Spider Man. Cool, you know. Mm-hmm. We jump into this book, and he's getting some, you know. Uh, a good talking to from Aunt May, as it were. She just essentially says, you know, I can make excuses for your father. I'm not going to. Right. He was in such pain. He is a good man. He's, you know, and then, and of course, as a kid who is a grudge against his father because he's not there, there's this deeper wedge being driven into him being defended by Aunt May that Ben is just, like, getting kind of, pissed to the point of no return and he makes friends with Faye. she's super sweet and inviting you know he invites her to like hang out and they like hey we, we could just be chilling and whatever and uh he's like well if, if, if i'm gonna have company over i should probably get rid of this cool suit mm-hmm. well he doesn't think it's a cool suit he thinks it's just a fucking suit and what were what were your thoughts on him burning this suit that his father was wearing when his mom was killed man well i really appreciated the the line from aunt may um that after he burns the suit like you know feito shows up he's like oh fuck i gotta go get a suit now and then she's like well he did he didn't just have one suit so i really appreciated the 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 comedic perspective there from aunt may i kind of feel like aunt may is like the the star of this episode just because like when they're sitting at the dinner table and, and Ben is doing his monologue about, you know, like my dad's a deadbeat, blah, blah, blah. Like to Ben, he's saying that to, you know, his, his great aunt or his grandmother, whatever, whatever perspective you want to look at it from. But the things that aunt May is saying the per- or the perspective that she's saying those things are from Peter is her son. Yeah. Like not by not 
by the literal sense, but just because of their circumstance of, of, of existence. Like, Ben is her grandchild, but Peter will always be her son. So I like how, you know, she's saying that she's not defending him, and you can tell, at least in my mind, the way that I interpreted was, like, towards the end of it, okay, you little shit, like, you've badmouthed your dad enough, like, he loves you, just accept it, kind of thing, you know what I mean? Like, almost getting angry. Like, um, hear what the fuck I'm saying, kid. Right. Stop ignoring me. Damn it, I'm trying to get through to you. And, you know, I love Faye shows up in costume. Mm-hmm. He has the realization, like, oh, fuck, no, the c- oh, God. And like you said, <laughs> then she's like, you know, he had more than one. Like, that wasn't it. And then she brings out another suit, which is fucking hilarious to mm-hmm. me. And it's and it, it, it almost gave me the Ralphie vibes from A Christmas Story. Yeah. Like, it's, but instead of a pink bunny suit, it's the Spider-Man suit that's just a tad too big that they've got to, like, hem up, and mm-hmm. it's going to look really kind of awkward. And she's like, oh, it might be a few sizes too big. And she's like, Faye is immediately marking out. Yeah. Because she is coming to a very, very fast realization of, wait a minute, that's a pretty authentic looking Spider-Man suit. And not just pretty authentic, that looks like, holy fuck, wait, really? Mm -hmm. Like, your dad is Spider-Man? And she kind of also has her own goals in all of this and she's trying to propagate healthcare now as a kid which I fucking love the message behind all that or whatever but yeah I really um, I really really appreciate the you know I, I said a minute ago that like Faye's character especially like in the second half of the issue um, you know gives me a lot of, of Gwen Stacy vibes especially when when they start uh, actually doing the Spider-Man stuff but I also feel like this is the the perfect combination of what most Spider-Man fans, I think, would say between Gwen Stacy and Mary Jane Parker. Like, you know, the first issue, you know, Tiger is one of the first... It, it opens with Tiger, right? His very first line. Yeah. Right? So... I don't know. I, I feel like the theme carries over, especially with last issue and this issue, like how fixated Ben is with, with the loss of his mom. And, you know, he might be seeing a lot of his mother in Faye just because of her attitude and the way that she acts. Correct. She is a very, and, and of course, uh, super subtle. She chooses red spray paint. Mm-hmm. Red is a very integral color that we keep working through, you know. You see that she's spray painted healthcare now on a thing. She's gonna spell uh, spray paint predator as she's having Spider Man or not Spider Man Ben Parker help her. Uh, the police show up, and what I think was maybe two of my favorite moments in this book series so far: them running away from the cops who then essentially surround him. They're like, "Oh fuck, we ran right into more police," mm-hmm. and. He's like, wait, I think I can do something. Grabs her hand, which is a very Peter Parker thing to do. Right. Like, just, like, take control of the situation. And then he thwips. And webs come out. Well, it's... For that, real. That next that next panel is, like, that, that atypical... This is the Spider-Man image of 
Spider-Man almost parallel with the ground or his back parallel with the ground and then one of the the women in his life hanging on as as they they swing through New York love love this 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 image yeah absolutely the the spray cans go flying mm-hmm. out of her backpack as they take off cuz she was obviously not expecting to go flying off the ground I do love that Ben kind of just naturally has it. Like he, he isn't falling them into buildings. He's not running on a webbing. All of a sudden, he's just a natural. Yeah, he's just got it until he doesn't have it. Mm-hmm. And that was my favorite thing. Is like they make it seem like, oh my gosh, this kid is just gonna do it. And of course, of all the things he runs into, boom, the, the Avengers, a billboard of the fallen Avengers, mm-hmm. like ooh punched right back into reality remember the great departed and in this world it looks like hulk uh black widow captain america and thor are all dead Mm -hmm. that was going to be the next thing i said i would really like to see some some fucking information on why that cast of characters isn't around anymore guess what again I can tell you they do cover some of that ground in issue three. Cool, we're getting there. Because so that, that's that. This is again the whole setup. That's three. That's three of your heaviest hitters, uh, of the Avengers, just gone. And it's like, okay. Yeah, I mean, your your top two strongest and most durable of the of the Avengers. Plus, you really have Black Widow being a crafty character, which mm-hmm. I love. I think that's a super subtle nod, like, oh, we'll make everything in the world different, but in this universe, Black Widow is still dead. Mm. Like, we still killed her, you know? And, of course, Faye is, like, over the moon. Hell yes. Like, we just went whipping through the city. I've never had a rush like that before in my life. You know, there's probably some chemical like teenage hormones being expelled between these two teenagers in this moment that's oh, yeah. very feisty you know but then of course we jump to it's kind of like the kick of reality of Peter Parker overseas in what seems to be like Iraq or Syria or something and also cadaverous both seeing the news reel of Spider-Man whipping through New York. Mm-hmm. We get a tiny piece of information here. The only surviving member, I'm guessing they mean of the Avengers, mm-hmm. Tony Stark has declined to comment. It has been 12 years since Spider-Man vanished, since the battle with the elusive cadaverous, and we can still only speculate as to where this hero has been. <laughs> or why he has returned. And of course, Ben and Faye are FaceTiming each other. He's upside down on the wall. And she's, you know, trying to just tell him everything's cool. We got to go again and we got to keep doing this, you know. Flash to another familiar place. Tyler, what are your thoughts on them uh, teasing Oscorp in this world officially, like, as an important thing? Well, and my question to you is, I, I, I'm glad that you brought that up right away. Are we assuming that, like, this little cadaverous bubble is from, is being, like, we're seeing Oscorp, and then that little cadaverous bubble 
because Cadaverus is inside of Oscorp. I don't know that Cadaverus is inside Oscorp. Uh, I think he is more just like we've seen, always on the line of seeing the reports of the news, anything that's, I don't know if they've got it like marked or something, and maybe we find out what this has to do with later, but Cadaverus, I think, is just witnessing the Oscorp thing, and maybe, you know, maybe this is a super early, subtle tease and nod that maybe Cadaverus is actually a deranged Norman Osborn. Mm-hmm. That is, you know, been trapped in some sort of technology and is, you know, just messed up. I'm not sure though. I'm I'm really uncertain what we're gonna get with this character. Well, the reason the reason I asked is because you know we go through the the uh, the FaceTime stuff and then we immediately go to the breaking news in the next page of Oscorp being blown up, and then as Peter is or not Peter, I'm sorry, as Ben is doing. The hero stuff. He he is one hundred percent just naturally being his dad and filling the role of Spider Man, leaps into action at Oscorp and is immediately overran by uh Cadaveris's children. And I when I when I read this the first time uh earlier in the week and then I reread it again today, I kinda I kinda have the perspective that Cadaveris was inside of Oscorp, leveled the building. I see it now. Yeah. And then and then literally as Peter or as I'm gonna say it every time, as as Ben is kinda, you know, doing the hero stuff, like Cadaveris' children are coming out of the rubble to get him. Like it was obviously a trap laid by Cadaveris, but in a really clever way. Yeah, because he's also gonna see like if if this uh, an important building like Oscorp blows up, mm-hmm. Spider Man usually would appear. If this person that I saw in the news wasn't just a kid playing dress up with some sort of fancy technology, right? Maybe I've found an answer, and and, and we're gonna figure out why he is hunting the Parkers, uh, or specifically uh, Spider Man. Uh, you know, this suit, I guess we'll say, uh, as we get further on, but. Uh, the thing with Faye I loved is like, you know, this isn't some game. We aren't just playing dress up mm-hmm. and you know, this is who we are. And then he's just in the mantra. This is who I am. This is who I am. This is who I am. I can do it. He's trying to pick up the rock. The rock's too fucking heavy. He's going to save the guy. He's saving the guy. Everything seems normal, but the spider sense is tingling. And he's like, wait, what's that? Why do I feel something's off? And he's like, is your brain tingling? I love that. Like he's 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 asking the guy, like, "Are you feeling weird and tingly?" Like, no. Yeah, I really, no, I, I really, tingly. really appreciate the 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 whimsy that that Ben Parker brings to to the character of Spider Man more than you know. Because one thing that we really haven't talked about is, especially now that um, that Ben has the suit on and he's actually doing hero stuff, like how different of a of a character do we see here? Um, from early Peter Parker Spider-Man versus early Ben Parker Spider-Man. You know, the first one is wisecracking and and confident and always making jokes. And Ben Parker is a little bit less sure of himself, but he's he's motivated and and he's almost whimsical in the way that he does things. I, I really, really appreciate how different they are because... You know, and, and I'm sure you you'll agree with me here. 
the Abrams could have said, you know what, we're just going to make a Peter Parker clone, you know, because he's, he's Peter Parker's son, he's going to act the same way, and then, you know, we get a, a 100% identical character. And it would have made the story bland, and I don't mm-hmm. think we would have been connecting to it nearly as much. One thing that, you know, to touch on what you were saying about his confidence or lack thereof, Ben Parker Jr., is that, like, even picking up the rubble, he has to tell himself what he's doing right. to convince himself he can do it. It's very so he's, it's very the little, I'm the little engine that could kind of thing. Yeah, it's like it's like fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. You're telling yourself that you can do it until you can do it. And you're like, holy shit, I did it, you know? So he's like, hello, fellow citizens. I'm just going to carefully and heroically lift this rubble for you because this is who I am. And he's like, at the same time, his face is like, oh, my God, this is so fucking heavy. Why am I doing this, you know? Um, but Cadaverous's children are just, like, coming at him quick and fast, and they kind of look xenomorphic mm-hmm. a little bit. Ugh, sorry, I got hit with the yawn all of a sudden there, bro. It was like a stone cold stunner. It just slipped into the ring, kicked me in my gut, and knocked me out, and I went flying. And I love that the guy he saves is like, "You don't seem very good at this." <laughs> He's, and then Ben takes it personally. He's like, "I'm trying my best." He's like, "Try harder, please." We are going to die, and you are not a good Spider-Man. Normal Spider-Man would have had this problem taken care of. Mm-hmm. And then Ben's like, that's really mean. Why would you say that? It's really mean. You hurt my feelings. Come on. He's like, "Why? come on. Why would you say that? And then the guy kind of gives, this is, this is another moment that I really loved about this book, because the guy kind of gives it away that he says, you know, my friend always said you're probably just some deadbeat loser now with, like, a beard or something 100% right. true missing an arm or leg also 100% true or some lame kid also 100% true so it's funny cuz he's on the mark oh pizza's done whatever that was was, was you that heard in your that? house or mine that was my house i heard the beepy yeah that was the pizza's done <laughs> Oven's preheated. Oven's done preheating. No, but uh, I love the other line. Classic Spider-Man swinging away into the distance just when he was trying to, like, you know, get some answers out of what Spider-Man's doing. Nervously, Ben just dipped. He's like, I don't know how to answer your questions. I'm leaving. Bye. (laughs) And, of course... We get him doing a very Ben or very Peter Parker. Th- see, now I'm gonna fuck it up and do it the opposite way you're doing it. See, so he, he has his first fight with Cadaverous. Of course, we didn't actually see Cadaverous in that fight. It was just his children testing Ben to see like what can this kid even do. He barely made it out, barely, you know, by the luck of his teeth made it out. Mm-hmm. So he's like going home to his place with Aunt Mays, puts his hand on the door that has already been replaced since the last time we spoke when he ripped the door clean off the fucking hinges. And who's in the house waiting for him there, T.Y.? Uh, Dad. Dad's home. Old Dad Parker. <laughs> Old Dad Parker might be the episode title. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I, I like it, too. But he's like, hey there. Spider-Man. 
And again, I'm just going to say it. I love and also kind of hate how they made Peter Parker look so much like Rick Grimes. Like Rick Grimes and fucking John Wick did the fusion dance. And that's what happened. Just get a really pissed off guy whose dog was killed with one hand coming after you. People wonder why Spider-Man stopped being Spider-Man. You can't swing very well with only one arm. Yeah, could you imagine? It doesn't work the same, bro. Like It's a complete under failure. Like, literally just, all right, uh, and then you just got to fucking keep doing it, you know? It's like, you would, you, could you imagine you would how big that one like, bicep would be? Quagmire and fucking Family Guy exactly. after he finds porn on the internet. Just like, his other arm is weak and tiny. Puny fire. This arm's like raging fire. But, uh, no, man, I like that this is where they kind of leave off the issue. Uh, because it it does, you know, well, what's Peter going to have to say about his son's decision to put on the the costume and why did Aunt May just let him go? And there, there's like a million questions really to ask. Well, especially too, because Aunt May is in the room. Obviously it's almost like intervention style. Um, because like, again, I think Aunt May is still the unsung hero because this, at at some point in, 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 uh, Peter's tenure as, as Spider-Man, he, he had to have this conversation with Aunt May. She didn't just figure it out all on her own, or or maybe she did, you know, I, I don't know for sure. Um, but at some point they had to sit down and talk about it. So she's been through this once before, and I think that's why she's so uh, involved and so, I, I guess, enthusiastic and supportive of Ben Jr. Um, so the fact that she's in the room, you know, intervention style with... with her nephew and her great nephew um, to have this conversation, I think would put both Ben Jr. and Peter like on a, you know, she would almost be the mediator. It would, it would put them a little bit more at ease because Peter knows how Ben is feeling right now. And he realistically is the only person that can because no one else has had the conversation of, Hey Aunt May, I'm Spider Man. You know what I mean? So it's it's a it's a very complex and deep, you know, final panel, and I I appreciate it. I normally I complain, you know, it, it it's very it's very what comics are when you leave on a to be continued. You know, next time on Dragon Ball Z, forty seven episodes, you finally get to the 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 crux of of why we've been waiting. Um, but I really, really appreciate it here. It doesn't feel like an unnecessary cliffhanger. It feels natural where they're leaving these issues at. <clears throat> this is, um, you know how they talk about the calm before the storm? Mm-hmm. This is that calm. And I will explain that to you without spoiling anything, saying issue one very much sets the tone of the story. We ramp up very quickly. We're in this shit quickly. We learn about Ben. We learn about his backstory a little bit and why he's all fucked up. And then this issue slows it down a little bit while still being fast-paced, obviously. Him being in the suit and swinging is still the story moving pretty quickly if we really think about it. 
Uh, but him doing that gives you a time to think about like exactly what you were contemplating and saying. Ben Parker Jr. is not his dad. He has different tendencies. He acts differently in the situation. There's a false confidence he has to fill himself with in order to feel better. And in doing all those things, he sets himself up to be a totally different character. Now, I will say issue three... Let's just do a little quick, a little just a little quick here. One, two. It takes three panels for issue three to literally pop off. Uh, issue three is wild. You have read issue three. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you are where I am at. Okay, good. it's wild. So it is a very, very wild read. I'm sure that next uh, week we'll be talking about it um, if everything goes according to plan. Uh, but like. Issue three does not waste any time and really goes for the throat. Like everything this universe is built on, we're going to burn it to the ground in a way you aren't expecting. And I mean, there's a, there's a surprise return in the issue. There's so much. We're going to talk about issue three when we get there, dude. I, I absolutely can't wait, but uh, let's go ahead and quickly before we move on to the news portion of the show um, and eventually get out of here, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm almost 100% positive it's definitely lower than our 8 or 8.5 we rated issue 1, but what would you give issue 2 here? I would say it, it, I think it's definitely on par with uh, with the first issue. It just doesn't hit as hard. You know, the first issue is kind of a kind of a unicorn of of a comic especially a spider-man comic because of how hard it hits you right out of the gate i don't think either one of us when we picked that first book up expected to see you know this this incredibly unique new villain um spider-man lose an arm mary jane get killed like in the first four or five panels like we didn't we 100 didn't expect any of that so i think Part of what carries issue one up to the eight or eight and a half is that uh, I would say this is anywhere in between the seven to eight. Um, I really appreciate the art. It's not traditional Spider-Man, which I love. Um, Faye Ito is a really, really good character. And I, you know, I'm going to I'm going to echo this again. I think that Aunt May truly is the, the star of this take on spider-man uh, I, I really like the take on her character so any anywhere in that range from seven to eight i think is you know it's not being generous it's totally totally warranted it would be a fair it would be a fair assessment see i was going to call it a seven five so i think you nail the hammer on the head saying because it is a solid issue it does give you some more setup the the story does move forward it is just enough you know one thing we talked about with this book that i love is it's less dialogue, more visualistics. It gives you the flow and the energy of a Spider-Man story because you're kind of moving each panel, panel to panel quickly. Um, all in all, I'm very happy with the second book of the story. Again, I cannot wait for us to cover book three. Could we do it today? Sure. Are we going to? No, because that's not our style. We got to keep you guys wanting more, and I think that if people are listening, I I do hope that if you haven't read it and you get the information from us, you do go seek the book out. You do try to read the story on your own and and ingest the story because you could maybe take something away different that we didn't take away. You know, Tyler, you got my brain in my cogs turning when you said uh, how 
Aunt May and Peter at one point in time had to have the Spider-Man talk. Mm-hmm. And like my my thought is, if if we're taking <clears throat> the history of Spider-Man at, at any of its word, it's like the first time she was um, she was kidnapped by one of the villains. That's the first time they had that conversation. As soon as she is saved, if it's Doc Ock or whoever, she's like, "Hey, Pete, I have a question." I was living my fucking life and everything is normal. Then Spider-Man <laughs> showed up in our world and everything was normal. And then I was making breakfast one goddamn was, day. and all of I was a sudden, making some fucking pancakes. Some pancakes, some motherfucking pancakes and toast and some making bacon pancakes. And she went to put the bacon in the pancakes and the fucking door gets kicked in. And it's not Old Man Parker. It's fucking Doc Ock, and he's like, I'm going to take you, lady. And she's like, what the fuck do you want to do with me? I'm just some old-ass lady. And he's like, I I can't tell you because spoilers. Like, that's my thing. Why didn't a villain just go, hey, old lady, May Parker. Right. You know that your nephew is fucking Spider-Man, and that's why I'm going to fucking mess you up right now, lady, with my tentacle arms? I'm just going to rip your head off. For real. That's what would have happened. So I, I um, yeah, man. You know what today is though? Shockingly, I'm on a totally just uh, hard pass transition. Do you know what today is the anniversary of? No. Today is the one year anniversary of Avengers Endgame, my dude. Oh no, shit! It is. Isn't that crazy? I like. I don't know. I and I'm and I'm you know we're gonna get at least briefly uh, kind of on a coronavirus tangent again, but I feel like my grasp on time the last year has been like totally lost. I feel like time has accelerated so much in the last couple months that like I just can't. I just can't even, as the, as the basic white girls would say. Um, You're right, Scott. I won't even. Like, legitimately... That's a great Tony Stark line. Um, I feel like we just did last weekend's JIC. Like, today. <laughs> it's been seven whole days. It's been seven whole days, and, it, like, each day... Like, you know, normally there's not enough hours in the day anyway for me to do all the things that I want to do, but it's like... The days are going by so fast because we're just, you know, we're confined to this space. I don't have to fight traffic to and from work now, which is nice. You mean, you gotta... Does it make your uh, commute a lot less l- long? Not a lot. Like, on the way home, it does, for sure. Um, you know, there's a... There, originally, the, I'm not originally, but there's like three ways that I can go home from where I work. One way takes over an hour just because of one uh, one road here in Lafayette. It's the busiest road in town. Another way takes me like 15 minutes. Another way takes me like 25 minutes. And realistically, okay. the, the, the busy one is still like 45 minutes to an hour. But any of the other ways is like 15 minutes now to get home. Like it, 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 it is so fast. You know, and I, and I don't know if it's because I'm just, like, hyper-focused on getting home, but it's noticeably there is less people on the road, I and mean, it's nice. So, I don't know. 
I uh, talked to a Corona denier for the first time in my life. A Corona denier? Oh, yeah, bro. I was stunned. Let me set the stage for you. So I would say about once a week now, or if we can help it, it's maybe like once every two weeks if we're smart. I do a store run because, okay. you know, you don't want to – the whole family's not going out. The girls aren't doing that. We aren't fucking around. I showed you my dope-ass mask that my dad's dude at work print, 3D printed for me. It's cool as shit and whatnot. So the girls are like, hey, we have a request. We typically don't ask for this kind of shit, but will you go to the liquor store and get some booze? Yeah, fuck yeah. I was like, okay, sure, like, fine, that's cool. Sarah wanted her usual, which is Jameson. V wanted some margarita mix. I'm like, all right, I get down. I can understand that. So I have to go to Liquigo or whatever, Liquigo or whatever the fuck that place is called. Liquigo, I, I guess. But um, And it's like carry-on only. You can't go in the store. So you have to walk up to the table, pull out a little packet, write down your order on a piece of paper, put your identification and the card you're paying with in the packet, close the packet up, put the packet in the other mailbox, then they take the packet and you stand out outside with whoever the fuck is out there. Unfortunately for me, I'm in this mask, bro. You've seen it, like Bane, orange fucking Bane mask. Mm -hmm. And this lady's standing here and she's like, this is ridiculous. They got us standing out here to get our beer. I told, and the lady comes out. And she's like, "Ma'am, we don't have these, uh, Merrick, whatever Merrick is. We don't have that brand." She's like, "Oh, I meant Maverick." And the lady's like, "I've been doing that for forty fucking years. Used to have Merrick cigarettes, and now we only got Maverick cigarettes. And I forgot what they were called, and I called them the wrong thing. So, anyways, then she goes." This is just ridiculous. I wonder how much longer we're going to have to deal with this stupid corona bullshit. It's not even real anybody. Anyways, nobody's even died. Wow. And I literally looked at her and I was like, really? And as soon as I was about to retort, the lady came back out with her order. This bitch got in her fucking van and took off. But she wasn't wearing a mask. She didn't have gloves on. She's just old fucking haggard smoking ass lady she wasn't smoking hot she was just a smoking ass lady there's a difference i need you guys to know she was like oh my god she had one of those old disgusting smokers uh, voices uh, you know uh we was we were back in 72 we was doing nicotine off each other's buttholes <laughs> chocolate i hate chocolate i i remember I fucking, when, i remember when chocolate was invented i've always hated it all this shit is super disgusting and not healthy. Let me go get my extra large diet coke from McDonald's. <laughs> McDonald's. <laughs> McDonald's. You know, you got to be God. extra long about it. But, uh, anyway, so yeah, Corona Denier, I hated it. I didn't get a chance to retort. I'm really pissed off that I didn't get a chance to retort because I was going to be like, really? You might want to tell that to the 50,000 people that died from coronavirus in the United States alone. Just saying. I got Anyways. yelled. I got yelled at by a guy at the grocery store last weekend for not wearing a mask. Oh um, shit! And yesterday, I was at a an independent grocer here in town. It's very small. It's right down the road from my house. Um, I've been doing most of my like meat and produce Groshing. shopping. Yeah, meat and produce there, and then I get like all the other bullshit at Meyer. But 
Um, like they've got the X's on the floor so everyone can stay six feet apart. And this guy is literally nuts to butts to me. Like he's almost touching me. You know, and he's a real big fella. Like big heffy. Like just a big a big rascal as we as we call him. I gotcha. I'm envisioning Chris and, Farley. And he well, but he's like you know, like I'm Chris Farley. This guy's like six four. Um, oh, he's a tall. He's a tall boy. He's a, he's a he's a big rascal, and uh, he's nuts to butts with me, and he's like legitimately touching me. And I was like, at one point, I turned around. And it's like, man, I like this grocery store. I don't want to get into it with a guy here. Like, it's the same reason that guy yelled at me at the grocery store, and I was like, you know what? Normally, I would snap on this guy and I would fucking kill him, like legitimately kill him. But I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to walk away. And, uh, like, yesterday I didn't... Like, I turned around and looked at the guy, and he's got he's got a N95 mask on with just the top strap on. So it's on his face, just the top strap, bottom strap's, like, flopping at his gizzard, you know? Because he's got, like, an octuple... <laughs> he's got, like, an octuple chin. So there's fucking eight of them. Um, and you know, and I'm not trying to fat shame the dude like at all. I'm just trying to be descriptive. Like the guy was in my personal space, like legitimately. And we are in the midst of a global pandemic and he's wearing a mask and I'm not, I'm, I'm doing the social distancing. I'm wearing my hands. I'm doing my due diligence. Here's how I look at it. And, and anyone that wants to argue with me as far as me wearing a mask in town, go ahead. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, you can pound sand, kick rocks, kick and scream, I don't care because, um, you know, my household is a household that has a healthcare worker working in it. And if I am wearing either a surgical mask or an N95 mask, that is a mask that my wife does not have access to. And I'm sorry, but my wife's life, my wife's life is uh, more important than yours. So if you cannot avoid going to the store, that's fine. Um, but if everyone just does their due diligence, then we don't need to panic buy shit and we don't need to wear uh, tube socks over our mouth that that legitimately aren't doing anything. Um, You know, there was a reason. So let's let's hit pause here real quick. There's a reason that when this all started, these homemade masks, health organizations were not allowing them because they're not CDC approved. The reason that they are CDC approved right now is so people don't panic buy surgical and N95 masks. Like, it is very simple to understand, so there is a reason why I am not wearing a mask um, in town, because there's a healthcare worker in New York, Massachusetts, Germany, Italy, Spain, Greece, somewhere where, where they are hit the hardest that would use that mask, and if I bought it, wouldn't have it, so... Um, Bingo! You didn't already have it. No need to go out and buy it. Exactly. I, like, I mean, I that's 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 that to me is you thinking about the bigger picture, and more people need to be like that. Mm-hmm. My issue is with the motherfuckers who like wear the mask, and then you see them litter the mask or their gloves. You know, we I rent. We don't have any gloves. I don't get to go to the store with gloves now. We're out of gloves. And I'm like, well, you shouldn't that's need unfortunate. The, as as long not... as you actually wash your hands with soap and water, though, you don't necessarily need the gloves. 
constantly, but I do like to feel like an extra layer of protection yeah. because I'm the one going out consistently, you know. So, you know, it's more for it's for it's more for my peace of mind. But I, I I'm I'm coming to the terms with it, man. Like, listen, if the Rona comes for me, it comes for me. There's nothing that's gonna stop it. There's nothing that's gonna change that what we're what path we are all on now, you know. I mean, I'm gonna just bring it all the way back to where we started this tangent out. Like, we're in the end game now, dude. Mm-hmm. We are. We are in the end game. This is the future of our entire society of a species of people is cruxed on this moment. At Will least, we survive it? Will we not? At least for the near future, especially because if you look at the the like the telemetry data, um, the last the last couple of days, it's really starting to ramp up in our home state. And we, we had a, a very, you know, and I was surprised, a very, um, like, academic discussion at class the other night. You know, we're doing it over Zoom, but I still like to say at class because it makes me feel normal. Um, yeah, it gives you some <laughs> sense of normal. Yeah. I understand that. Did you like using Zoom, by the way? It's okay. I, I mean, it, it's forty. it's a 40-minute cap if you don't pay for the extra or whatever. So, luckily, you know, yeah. my, my school has paid for the extra. But what I was going to get to was... Anyone here in Indiana, at least, especially, you know, where I live, maybe not necessarily where you live because you live so close to Chicago, but, like, Chicago's starting to ramp up real heavy. Indianapolis is starting to ramp up real heavy. Obviously, Michigan and then, like, the eastern part of Illinois is starting to get really heated as far as as, as the COVID goes. So, where I live in in northwest Indiana, uh, like... It is basically a circle around me. I'm in the eye of the storm right now. But every week that goes by, if you look at the data, that eye of the storm is getting smaller and smaller. So, you know, I, I have... butthole. Yeah. I haven't... Uh, <laughs> I haven't taken the, the Coronavirus Act or, or furloughed from work yet for a very specific reason because I, I want to wait until it actually gets bad. Um you know, and and don't don't misunderstand me. They're bad here, specifically where I live, um, because why would I sit at home right now while I can when still... you can accrue extra cash exactly. and income for the family when mm-hmm. it's not yet a problem. You know, especially with your your occupation, you get to be in a position where you don't necessarily have to work on top of people. Exactly, it's not the same as having an office job, so you can. Be out there and do projects and keep yourself busy long enough that you know, like, you know, you're you're saying that you know, right now the the eye of the storm is a is a loose butthole. It's the loosest of the buttholes, and then eventually it's going to tighten up around you and it's going to be real bad or mm-hmm. whatever. But like, I'm on, I'm like outside of the. Well, actually, it's really weird because Lake County itself technically is low in number. Gary is extremely high in number, like right. dangerously high in number. But then Crown Point, which is just south of us, is extremely high in number. Mm-hmm. So Crown Point makes up a, a, a larger percentage of Lake County than Gary does because Gary's only a small percentage, and I think they're more mostly Porter County. But, like, they showed recent numbers, and they didn't even have Gary or East Chicago listed on uh, their – you know, possible. Oh, do we have a visitor? I'm not sure what's going on, but that's okay. But like, I just feel like 
this is going to get a whole hell of a lot worse before it gets better. I'm just going to I'm just going to keep saying it till it's blue in the face like there's no way around it until like the governor of Indiana just said, I don't know if you guys heard this if you're still tuned in like the governor of Indiana is, or the mayor of Indiana or the whatever the fucking guy is, the governor I think it was, Holcomb said that they're not going to extend the stay at home order in this state. That's crazy. Like that's a terrible idea. Yeah, it, it's Not, t- it's tough too, and it goes back to what I was saying earlier about, you know, we don't necessarily know what to believe because say say they do extend the stay at home order, right? Let's just hit pause, and, sure, and say that they did. Say they extend the stay at home order until um, August. You know, what are we going to do in August when they say, okay, we're going to extend the stay at home order until January? And they, I think where where we are kind of at a, at a disconnect from, and, and don't misunderstand me, folks, this isn't me defending the politicians, but I think, you know, they don't know what the fuck's going on, uh, realistically, and their only, their, their only true response is, we have two options. We can extend the stay-at-home orders and continue to create more and more of a disconnect between our constituents and ourselves, um, in our states, you know, especially with Donald Trump saying, nope, I'm not going to tell the states what to do. It is up to them. Uh, I'm the greatest president ever. It's up to them. You know, the whole fucking robot mantra bullshit that he does. So, like, for, for us example, we've got Governor Eric Holcomb who, you know, support him or, or, or not, he did at least respond in a realistic time frame to the initial onset of, uh, of this, the, the pandemic, like, okay, we're going to, we're going to shut her down. Here's what we're going to do. Here's the stay at home order and then extend it. And then I think where Holcomb kind of, especially it's a, it's an election year, uh, for him, he has the irons to his feet, the fire to his feet, um, to get everything open again, get the economy booming again, at least here in Indiana, because as far as the Midwest goes, we've been doing pretty good. Um, you know, we'd be doing a lot better if if the if fucking marijuana was legal in our state. But I digress. Hey, um, so I don't know. It's it, it's a tough place to be because I'm the first person who wants to put my boogaloo helmet on and then and then go run some night ops on some politicians. But it's like. I can't I, I can't fault them for wanting to get the economy open when you have an entire nation in Sweden who said, you know what, we're not quarantining right out of the get-go at all. We're going full herd immunity and you know they're they're a population of sixteen I think there's sixteen million people in Sweden, so not a large country obviously, but um, they have two thousand deaths. I think was the most recent numbers and they've, they've almost reached herd immunity. So I, 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 it goes back to what I said earlier is I don't know what to fucking believe. You know, when, when people at the beginning of this whole thing said, why don't we just do herd immunity and just accept the deaths? Like, obviously that's an atrocious thing to say. Um, you know, Sweden's one of the healthiest places on earth and they fucking did it. And I, I I just don't know what, what's right and what's wrong. You know what I mean? Well, because there's no right answer. Exactly. Because, uh, you know, I'm going to just circle it right back to Avengers again. 
you know, you can't trade one life to save the many, even if Cap did it all those years ago. Like, right. one death is one death too many. The fact that there have been any deaths from coronavirus is unfortunate. But we're running around with our pants around our ankles, having no idea what's real, what's not, what's actually coming our way. You know, if this second... If the second surge of corona actually hits Wuhan, China, as they are expecting it will, we're going to really start to see shit hit the fan on a large scale because they went back to business as usual for a quick time and then shut that shit down. But people got in and out of their country in that time. Mm-hmm. And I just, uh, I, I worry. I worry, man, because I just don't know. You know, uh, I've been very fortunate in all this that every person, all the people that I'm close with, the people that I am close with, I am fortunate to say, have not been affected other than job loss, uh, have not been affected on a, like a health-based level at all from this well, shit, which and, is good. And we have to remember, too, that there's also the implications of, you know, the, the kind of the intel that we have that, that this was a um, conscious decision from China to hide this information at the initial onset of the outbreak in, in their country, and... The fact that it didn't, in fact, escape from a lab, an infectious disease lab uh, outside of Wuhan, that it did not start in the fish market, uh, again, that it escaped from a lab. So why are we tinkering with the the uh, novel coronavirus to almost, I mean, let's talk about it. We, we, we've never had the Spanish flu. Uh, we've had the, the swine flu epidemic. SARS, Ebola, you know, we've had um, West Nile virus, the Zika virus. We've had a lot of shit happen in our lifetime, but we've never seen anthrax. I think that would probably be the closest thing to this. We've never seen something that potentially could be a weapon. And the more information that kind of kind of comes out, comes out of the woodwork um, on, on the back channels, not the, not the mainstream news, um, you know, it, it's looking like... China let the cat out of the bag on accident. The cat actually shit on on China's carpet instead of America's carpet. And then they tried to cover it up. And then basically China's like, well, uh, sorry, y'all. Uh, I went ahead and mailed y'all some bags of cat shit just so we're all in this together. Um, and that's what it looks like to me. So, I, again... You know, the theme is, uh, I don't fucking know what to believe. And it's impossible to know what to believe, man. Because, like, even when you were saying the things you were just saying, I've read, as a train of our existence just bust ass through here (laughs) just to say, hey, how's it going? Hey, I want to point out real Uh, quick that that, uh, now that we've been doing JIC, like, during the day... The train of our existence has not been as prevalent on the show. Yeah, I noticed that too. I kind of miss it. It took a little bit of a backseat. Oh, <laughs> longing for the train I of our existence. I long for it. Yeah, what he actually means is he longs to be there deep and listening to my ass ramble on and hear what? in yep. his real ear because it's the actual microphone that's on the computer <laughs> and not the... Or actually, it's on my phone, which is shot yeah. aiming right at the fucking window. But, uh, no, man, back to it. Okay, so I want to say it's cool that it's been a year since Endgame released. I recently watched a video of somebody who, like, tried to animate what it would have looked like if the other half would have been snapped. 
instead of the half we got, the other half gets snapped. So like Tony mm-hmm. gets snapped. That was my, the, okay. It was it was kind of lame for the most part because it was like a lot of them using actual audio from the movie mm. to try to like get their point across. And I was like, well, yeah, no. And then it was also some pretty bad voice acting, which you know who am I to judge? But like the thing that got me was Tony's disappearance. Because he's standing there in the Iron Man suit, and, you know, you have uh, Nebula is the only other one that disappears. So the Guardians and Peter are standing there. Nebula disappears. They're looking at Tony. He, like, higgagurgurts and takes a couple steps back. He's like, you know, and, like, tweaks backwards. And then his suit just falls over. And then it's like Peter's like, Mr. Stark? Mr. Stark, and he pushes the button on his helmet, and there's just nothing inside. I was like, oh, my God, I kind of love that. Like, they should have, maybe Tony should have been snapped. Maybe he should have been the change and then still get sacrificed at the end. But I I, I digress. Uh, I will say we had, if we're speaking about Marvel movies, we had a lot of stuff happen in the MCU world since we last spoke. Uh, But I don't know if we want to directly talk about the MCU stuff. Or the other topic we haven't touched today, we didn't discuss, I haven't said a word about it because I was waiting to Stone Cold Stunner you with it. Uh, five words. Do you know what they are? Mm-mm. Venom. Let there be oh, carnage. Oh, let there be carnage. Yeah. Oolong Johnson. I shared the like pseudo teaser yesterday. Um... And we've got an actual date now, you know. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't really know what much, what much more to say than that. It, you know, other than I'm. What do you think I'm, of the title? Hmm. You know, a lot of times, like, um, a lot of times, I complain about. Uh, this is the first thing that popped into my head, so let's just pick on RoboCop. Right? So Robo sure, fucking Ro- Robocop. Robocop. Okay. Robocop two. Robocop three. Robocop four. Like it's just the numerical sequel. Like I, I bitch about it sometimes. Like Lethal Weapon. Die Hard. Like um It's just it's just kinda lame. But then you get titles like Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Like, come on. That's that's fucking weak. Like, my three-year-old well, could. You had my three-year-old could have wrote a better title than that. And I think that's what people are bitching about: is that like kids could have written better titles for this movie. Let there be carnage. Really, that's what you came up with. Just maximum call, carnage is on the fucking table. Use maximum fucking carnage. Or just, it's not that hard. Or just call it Venom Two and be done with it. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's not fucking hard, man. Mm. Yeah. Venom 2, The Surge of Symbiotes or some shit. You could you don't have to even put Carnage in the title cuz now what do we know? Or no, you know what you the could you re- know what you could call it? You could call this one Carnage. Fuck. Oh my god, that would have been awesome. The first movie's Venom, the second movie's Carnage. Yeah. Dude. Like, Damn you for having a great idea. I mean, why aren't you why aren't we in Hollywood making these decisions? I don't know, we should be. It's fucking stupid, man. We would make good decisions. Kevin Kevin Smith, check out our uh, our episode today. We'll write some good shit for you and smoke dope weed with you. 
Yes, we will. We will. He had cannabis delivered to him via drone. Wow. If you can believe it. I don't know if you just lost me. Oh, uh, no. I, like I, 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 I live in a prison on planet bullshit. Kevin Smith's getting fucking bud delivered to him by fucking drone, and I can't, I can't even partake. I love that you just totally dropped a stepbrothers reference. Like, I got a fucking belly full of white dog shit, and he's getting fucking drone deliveries. Drone deliveries by drone. Drone dro. Anyways, uh, yeah, no, I all about that. Anyways, I will say this: we have a new MCU movie release slate. As fucking everything has now been pushed back. Yep. Oh my god! I mean, you kind of knew it was coming. You had to feel it was coming, but man, does it hurt and also feel good in a little bit because. We do end up with a little, I don't know how it worked out, and, and it is a pushback, but I think it's the perfect time for a Spider-Man movie to come out is in November. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk about the slate. Black Widow's going to come out in November of 2020, which is this year if, if everything still stays on task. Then we'll get the Eternals in February of 2021. Then Shang-Chi in May of 2021. But then November 5th, Spider-Man 3, November 5th, 2021. Remember, remember the 5th of November, Spider-Man's treasonous plot. As hopefully we get an amazing movie, maybe featuring Karn, or uh, we get a, you know, maybe a a Craven appearance or something cool like that. Who knows? Uh, Thor 4 then got pushed ahead of Doctor Strange 2, which was strange to me. Because uh, they actually changed the scheduling altogether. Thor 4 now coming out February 11th of 2022. Doctor Strange 2 coming out March 25th of 2022. Black Panther 2 May 6th of 2022. Captain Marvel 2 July 8th of 2022. And there is actually an unannounced fifth movie that will supposed to come out that's supposed to come out in 2022 for Marvel. Uh, which is crazy to me that they're going to have that many different movies on their slate. Let's see if we can figure out what that movie is here, if there's anything. Yeah, October 7th. There's a there's a Marvel movie planned for October 7th of 2022. Uh, that date now belongs to Into the Spider-Verse 2, so that might change. Mm-hmm. Um, so who knows? I don't know. They, I think that was supposedly going to be Blade. Ooh, okay, yeah. I kind of forgot Halloween about that time. Yeah, I think a lot of this shit's. This is really a rough time for the MCU. It's rocky, you know. Mm-hmm. Granted, we're gonna have a nice fresh slate, and they're gonna be be able to really polish things and take their time to make sure they're exactly. And we've already talked about that what they want, but like. This is good for the for the superhero fatigue. It's like the one thing we needed to keep from that happening. Because everybody was worried, like, we're going to go back into fucking Black Widow as our first movie. That's kind of lame. And the more they've showed us, the more I'm like, yes, and then now we have to wait even longer. But it, as good as it is for superhero fatigue, it's also really bad for um, Disney in general because for the first time in history, Netflix is worth more money than Disney right now. 
That's crazy. Uh, oh, that that oh. Lot I don't even know what to say about that. It's it, it hurts my brain realistically. I I, I bet Netflix is going to go after them. I, yeah, but I don't know that. We know that those properties, as soon as they turn around, are going to be valuable, and as soon as we get movies what? and things of that nature again, you know, they'll be fine. I don't mean that. I mean, like, what if what if Netflix were to buy DC? Ooh, that would be an interesting twist because, ooh, that's an interesting thought. I don't know because they didn't necessarily handle the Marvel properties poorly, right? They were decent. Mm -hmm. All their shows were pretty good. The shows that I watched, of course, I watched two seasons of Daredevil and the one season of Jessica Jones and nothing else. Uh, Those shows were great. So that's actually not a terrible idea if they go after DC because then when everything goes back and the world starts to settle and you've got Marvel movies coming out and DC movies coming out, what you end up having is possibly an actual boxing match where uh, DC's putting out some pretty solid content consistently that's driving the box office in a different direction to home stream media. Well, especially, too, then you have... It's apples to apples at that point with Netflix versus Disney Plus. You know, right now you've got the 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 Warner or DC streaming service, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Like that is not comparable to Disney Plus. Well, you know what happened with that, right? Mm-mm. That is essentially the DCU streaming is going away, sort of. Like you can still have an option to have it, but it's cheaper to just get HBO Max. Mm. Because it's included with HBO Max, as is every DC property. Gotcha. So um, I don't know what the deal is, if that's through Warner Media, just how they're releasing it, but they decided to just go all in on the HBO thing, and I think that them putting that catalog there as well is going to be very beneficial for them. I see. Uh, in the long term, yeah. So, uh yeah, the, the Marvel slate moving around is crazy. Let There Be Carnage, I, I wish there was a better title. I'm kind of bummed about it. Yeah, me too. Uh, but there's nothing you can do, man. I mean, uh, we as fans have been so lucky to say it all in our lifetime that we changed anything, and we got Sonic to not look like dog shit, which mm-hmm. is a huge win. So I don't know if we can get a movie to get you know its name switched over, but needs to be better than fucking let there be carnage because I boring, boring, yeah, boring, yep. boring. All right, bro. Well, is there anything else we want to? Oh, we wanted to talk some Star Wars. Did you want to get into that today? No, I I think we we table it till next week. Yeah, it we got a little on this week. We've been trying to keep the episodes a little bit shorter, but uh, there's a lot, too many things to cover, and Star Wars is a big boy. We should maybe next week should be Star Wars and the Last of the Spider-Man, or mm-hmm. maybe just Star Wars. Who knows? We, we we can finish. Well, I mean, the caveat to the Last of the Spider-Man is we still have two more issues to do after we do issue three. We just can't finish the series until we get them. So. You know, next week for for any of you listeners, we're we're gonna leave you on a pretty big cliffhanger 
for for issue three of of the Abram Spider Man, and we don't know when realistically we're going to get episode four and episode five. Some bullshit. Mm-hmm. Fuck. All right, man. Well, I guess I'll take us home on that one. Uh, as always, you know, you can check out the Journey into Comics podcast at journeyintocomics.com. Get us on the Journey into Comics network on all the different podcasting platforms, whether it's Apple Music, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, Spotify, CastBox, TuneIn, and many others. Just search Journey into Comics network. Uh, it's a community of friends making fun shows, and we hope you like it. Anyways, uh, T.Y., is there anything else you wanted to throw down before we get out of the town, my friend? Nope, you got it. All right, buddy. Well, I think that's going to do it for Journey into Comics 293, Old Dad Parker. I've been Nate. And I've been T.Y. And as always, pop your cadaverous caps back and fill your brains with shit. Later, guys. <laughs>